Ready Check Radio. Oh yeah, what's up internet? It's Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. That means here on Ready Check Radio, it's time for Snowbound, the Blizzard podcast. Welcome. We're doing the show live, twitch.tv slash readycheckradio, R-A-I-D-E-O. If you're watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify, head on over to readycheckradio.com. In the upper right-hand corner, you'll see all the socials for Facebook and Twitter and Twitch and YouTube and all of it. We would absolutely love you and send you big internet hugs if you would go follow all those things, notify, subscribe, do all the usual things that people tell you to do, and of course tell your friends as we're trying to grow the channel here. We've got a good show for you today, lots of World of Warcraft news, and we're going to talk about some Overwatch, and apparently there's all, looking at the panel, there's already opinions on our Overwatch topic. Jeez, these people, these people, I, I guess I should introduce them. Dom Greco, aka Zisto, what's up, sir? How's it going? Not too bad. Not today? too bad. Not too bad. You got the uh, dark portal behind you. Although yeah, it's, it's the not, wrong one. It's not dark portally right now. No, it's the wrong one on purpose because this is the one I'm waiting for. No plans to enter the dark portal all over again. You were prepared. <laughs> Fifteen points. Fifteen points. So I guess we'll uh, we'll have the answer to that question when we get to that topic in just a minute. Also, back by popular demand, Angela Mercurio, a.k.a. Indy. How are you, Indy? How's it going? Uh, pretty good, thanks. We're here. We are so. here. We are here. Nice to have you back. Internet problems thanks. last week. You all right now? You all working out? It's I all good? Like, I had, like, every problem last week, so. <laughs> <laughs> I just. It happens. I had happens all the, the problems. Of all yeah. of them. Put them in a bag. All right, let's talk about World of Warcraft first. We had a big Overwatch 2 uh, show last week covering the PvP reveal and the Reddit AMA. We had special guest Jason Winter on to help us break it all down since he's a, a little more Overwatch inclined than uh, some of us and Indy wasn't able to make it, so he, thank you very much, sat in. If you want some Overwatch 2 news on that type of stuff, go watch that show uh, last week. You can find it on readycheckradio.com. Or on our YouTube channel. But today we're going to start off once again with some World of Warcraft news because the great push, <laughs> the great push is complete. It's all pushed. I, it's, it's, it's been pushed. It's been pushed. The, the great push has completed. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, what do you say? It's done. It, it's birthed. It's birthed. <laughs> The Great Push Finals, uh, and actually three days of it, actually, but uh, the finals completed this past weekend, and I gotta say, first off, did anybody watch any of it? I, what, do, live or recording, doesn't matter, but did you did you watch any indie, my fellow MDI fan? I mean, believe it or not, and I see your notes, so I'm kind of bummed that I didn't. Oh, no! But I wasn't inclined, but also, I was, I was working on a... Uh, I, I was pushing for... Uh, Keystone Master of my own. <laughs> yeah, I still got to do I'm, mine, too. How you doing, Zista? I'm so far behind. Still sitting where it's sitting. <laughs> where is it sitting? Yeah, how close know, are like, you? I have, like, couple 14s, and the rest are all, like, 10s and 12s. 
Yeah, I got yeah, all of them. So count. yeah, we gotta we gotta get on that, man. I can't I can't be sitting on that stuff. The the great push is over, uh, and honestly, if you if you don't remember what this was, this was the 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 not the MDI cups, the Mythic Invitational cups. This was kind of like an anybody could join, and the point was not to just complete it and beat your opponent. Zista, I thought maybe like terrible name aside that you might like this one a little more because the point was more how many of these dungeons can you get and how high of a key can you push on them? Not necessarily me racing you to do a 16 key or an 18 key uh, and whoever finishes first, you know, wins. This was more long-term. You ran multiple dungeons. You were free to bounce back and forth and as long as you obeyed different timers that were going on. So I kind of thought you'd be a little more interested in this than you were in the Invitational Cups, but it sounds like that wasn't the case. Um, well, so I, I, I didn't know that that was the, the change ahead of time, right? So um, I this probably would have been something I was a little more interested in. Um, but uh, unfortunately, I was, I was unaware of it at the time that it happened and after... Uh, it, it had ended. It was, it was too late. I've been I've been incredibly busy. Uh, so just, even though I we covered it on the time. show, that was like out of sight, out of mind for you. Because it was, it was because I hear the great push, I hear <laughs> the the speed running, and my brain just shuts off. Like it's like I don't want any part of this. Yeah. So you still have to time no. the key. That that's mm -hmm. important, and time might be a factor or could be a factor down the road in tiebreakers, depending on how a tournament plays out. But ultimately, if uh, my group pushes a 26 of a dungeon and you push a 25 of that same dungeon, I'm one point ahead of you in the overall standings, uh, yeah. provided we both finished in time. Now, if we were both tied across the board at the end, then they start going to who did which dungeons faster and who overall was faster, things like that. Luckily, it did not come to that. It did not come to that. Honestly, I thought... The great push was should be the de facto format from now on. Like in my estimation, it absolutely should be the de facto format. It is, in my estimation, infinite. And maybe people share this opinion. Maybe they don't. It is infinitely more entertaining to watch. It is infinitely more entertaining to watch. That's not to say that it's perfect and that there weren't issues and there were things that they do need to to work on when they do. The return of the great push. I, I don't know what the hell. That is. Let's just let's give the great pushes revenge. Whatever the hell you want to call it, there are Pushing some harder. kinks that need to be worked out. But I thought it was infinitely more entertaining to watch. Uh, to me, it was a more of a show of skill than not to say that the the regular inter, uh, MDI cups are not a show of skill. Right. But I thought there was a broader range of skill. You had a broader range of classes being used. You had instances where people were duo tanking things because that helped them push. I mean, we were seeing 25s, 26s, 27s, 28s pushed in this event uh, and a number of world firsts in the 27 and 28 categories along the way. Now, Indy, I said that I think it should be the de facto format or at least considered to be the de facto format with some changes because it wasn't perfect. And immediately you shook your head no. I mean, like, it's it's cool to have the variation, 
Um, but I really enjoyed the MDIs. I liked seeing the side by side, like two groups throwing their, and I realized there was more of a cookie cutter. You saw like they both went in with very similar, if not the same comps. Yes, I can understand how that can get a little boring, but for me, like I enjoyed the whole race aspect of it, like seeing them both start and try to finish alongside each other. Well, you did and have that going on here. Suspenseful. Yeah, you did have that. Whoops. <laughs> that is not what I meant to do. You dragged me. There we go. Uh, no, I was turning your volume up a little bit, and I, I clicked the wrong button. Uh, you did have that to a certain extent here. It wasn't, you know, Dom's your screen and my screen, and we're both running the same dungeon. We both started at the same time, and you, you're watching that progress. But you were watching two, three, and sometimes four different groups on the screen at the same time. But yeah. they could be in different dungeons. They could yeah, be right. at different points in the dungeon. They didn't necessarily start. Even if they're running the same dungeon, they didn't necessarily start at the same time. So I will say, like, as presentationally, it is a harder format to educate the viewer in real time. Like, you can have yeah. that whole thing at the beginning to educate the viewer right off the bat on here's how things work. And if they're there mm -hmm. for that, great. But you can't constantly reiterate that throughout the broadcast, through the multiple day broadcast. If you didn't also, watch it, go ahead. I'm as sorry. a view, as a viewer, I mean, I think when you're talking about educating the viewer, it's like getting the viewer to understand the format, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's exactly what I'm talking about. In, for me, like thinking about like educating the viewers, you know, I look at things like really analytically sometimes. So as a healer, I almost like to see something presented in a way where I can learn from that. And if I'm watching you know, four different groups in four different instances, like it's it's almost not as easy for me to follow because I like to see it under a microscope, like almost how it was the first time in the MDIs because I can watch it side by side. I can see what each healer's doing. It was really nice for me because they were both priests. So that was really nice. Um, but yeah, I feel like I learned more from the MDIs. Well, I, I don't know, like the the little bit of speed running in this kind of format that I've seen in the past for for various things, it, it always seems like at least from the ones that I've watched that one team clearly has the lead, the other teams are behind, and it's not that's not exciting for me because it's like you 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 know exactly how far ahead they are, you know that the 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 team that's in the lead currently has to slip up drastically. For there to even be a chance at some point you know there's like a five minute gap or something you know like it's just that stuff's not interesting to me then um, let me let me I, sell you I, I, a maybe little like dog. a tournament bracket more than i would like let you know me, like a speed run side by side thing let me sell you a little bit then dom because if you don't want to watch three days of the great push go watch day three the last hour of the broadcast that's it. Okay. Just go watch the last hour, the finals of day three. Because if that's one of your gripes, it is totally thrown out the window here. Going mm -hmm. into day three, six teams were still in it, all vying for first place. Now, one of them, unfortunately, yup, had to drop out. Uh, they had some situations going on, and they just felt like they weren't going to be able to be competitive uh, uh, due to those situations, so they dropped out which means we had five at the beginning of day three. Going into the last hour, four were still fighting 
to get first place. All four were in it. It wasn't a situation where Zista, you got to do this, but then you need like the stupid playoff scenarios for the NFL, you know, when it's in week 12. Well, if Indy wins and these two teams draw or tie and, and or lose, it, it wasn't like that at all. If each team had done what they were trying to do, they were still in it. They were talking tiebreakers in the last hour. That's how close this was. In the last 10 minutes, you had two teams fall out of being able to make first place. And in the last five minutes, you had the final team fall out of being able to make first place. It really came down to if any of these teams finish their run that they're currently on, they can win. They can win. Now, Echo did walk away with it again. Take that for whatever you will. You know, Echo won MDI. Now they come and win the push. I thought it was kind of impressive on the on one front because Echo really isn't known for uh, pushing keys. You know, just to just to, to push the, the the rank of the key up. That's not kind of their forte. But they they got some practice in. They were able to do it. Not surprised. They're super talented to begin with. Uh, but this was a little bit of an adapt uh, adaptation for them. Uh, and something we'll talk about in a second, they might have used a tactic that some people aren't happy with uh, on a particular dungeon. We'll get to that in a second. I thought, though, it was super exciting to be watching this, Indy, in the last 15 minutes. There's still four teams in this, all doing different things. You're trying to watch every screen. I was, like, enthralled watching this, where MDI I was like, uh, okay, I know what's going on, and then I just listen to it in the background and then come and watch the last couple of the last boss. Okay, cool, and then go back to doing my thing. This, I just sat here just watching the entire thing. I guess. I mean, for me, though, it, that's its preference. Like, for me, I was more uh, watching like a hawk the MDIs because I was watching just that, really focusing on the healers, not necessarily even like, I guess some groups would look at it and see take from it like how do they pull this instance how do they skip certain things in this instance for me it was all from a healer point of view and if i have four different groups doing four different instances it's really hard for me to pay attention and like I, i'm not i guess i'm not looking at it from the same perspective yeah it sounds like you're looking for that educational aspect what can i pull away from this to improve my personal game where, Always, where I'm looking at it, just like you know, like I would watch a, an NFL football game. I'm just looking for the competition and, and the excitement and the, and and that type of stuff. So we're definitely yeah. from two different perspectives. And then there's Zista, who's just like I'm not watching it. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'd, I'd rather be playing it than watching it. You know? <laughs> Well, he can attest to the fact that I'm always trying to be a better healer because I never like to hurt people or let them die in my groups. Oh, unless right? it's him, then you're trying to push him off of. I was cliffs. I was just about to say <laughs> that I I do not agree with that statement at all because Aww. I've been life gripped off cliffs more than anybody in the world. All right, so one item of controversy here before we move on, though. Echo did take the win, but there is a group. That is not a group of fans that is not exactly happy uh, with them and a particular tactic um, that they used. Tactic. Tactic. <laughs> uh, Mechanics. <laughs> 
mean, uh, what, talking what you call about a tactic, the, the I old... call a clever use of game mechanics. Well, yeah. so here's the thing: that part of this is a clever tactic, but it, it, as far as snapping plague borers goes, right? That is a can be a clever tactic, uh, but using a hunter misdirection bug allowed them to snap those plague borers basically anywhere. <laughs> anywhere they wanted them to go in the instance. So, yes, you are able to snap them to a certain degree. You're just limited by by a couple of things in real-life gameplay uh, without the use of a bug or anything. But to do what they were doing with the Plague Borers in-game Zista, you actually had to take advantage of a bug with misdirection where you would fire it and then cancel the buff, um, not let it run its course, and it would snap these plague borers to their their tanked target, usually the tank as the target, regardless of the distance, you know, wherever the hell they were, which essentially let you use plague borers to nuke the last boss. I mean, you could do whatever the hell you wanted with them. This has caused a little bit of controversy, not the snapping of the plague borers by themselves, but the imp the uh, addition of the the misdirection bug. Yeah. Um, the uh, I had a, like if the bug has been in the game this long, why why is it still in the game this long? So you you think if there's a known bug that's in the game and people aren't gonna take the time to like exploit it like. I don't know. Like these things should be fixed in advance. I, I personally, I don't fault them for using it because it's not like it's something that only they know about. Like this, this was known for a while, to my knowledge. Um, I don't play Hunter, but um, there were there I were some know. people thinking, indeed, that they weren't using misdirection, which there are clips showing that yes, they they were using this misdirection bug. Mm -hmm. So that's that. Throw that out. There were some saying uh, the apparently there were reports that said Echo had asked about it ahead of time, like is this legal to do? Right. What wasn't clear though was like exactly what they asked because the using of the plague borers in that way is not mm. is, is nobody's going to be like no you can't do that if you can get them there and get them to explode fine. Yep. So did if they asked that then that's kind of silly. But did they ask? Can we use this misdirection bug? Because look what happens when you cancel the buff, and yeah, and I don't think that's what was asked. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna guess also no, right? Because why would you why would you like give up your little secret before the event? But here's the thing: I feel a little differently about what uh, Dom calls clever use of mechanics. I agree. Like it's not like somebody's cheating outright cheating but you're finding ways around things by yes you're using maybe some exploitative measures like the priest mind control in uh, mist of tyrannicide right there was something early on that a priest could do i think it's interesting to see these little bugs happen and to see what happens and how it affects the uh the instance it's just kind of it puts a different spin on it is it like you know is it kosher to do Probably not, but it makes it interesting. Does it? Does it? You think? Does it put the the event itself, you know, at jeopardy of of not being taken quite as seriously as this? Like when you allow those types of things, you don't 
say, hey, I mean, you know it, what? That's a bug that is not intended to be used that way. You cannot do that. If you do that, you're going to be disqualified. Like, right. you know, there was a whole, I forget what it was, but in the in the, in the the NFL, to, to use the, the competitive thing again, analogy again, there was like a, a way around the rules to essentially get infinite timeouts uh, <laughs> if you were using them uh, at the correct times and for the, the correct circumstances. Now, that has obviously been changed. Nobody... <laughs> It's not technically cheating, but that's what you look. You're supposed to have three timeouts. Everybody understands you're supposed to have three timeouts. These are the way the timeouts are supposed to function. Everybody understands how the plague borers function. Everybody understands how misdirect misdirection is supposed to function. This is clearly not how it was supposed to function. So, yeah, it's not technically against the rules, but does it degrade from the win for Echo? Does it degrade from the event as a whole? I mean, it, it, it can. It, it absolutely can. But the way I look at it is if this is a bug that is in the game and is known about and everybody has access to it, I think it's very, like, it's on the table to be used. Um, if, if they didn't want it, like, it should be fixed ahead of time. That way the, the event is not compromised. Um, things that I would disagree with is if it was, like, they knew about a certain exploit or bug that no one else knew about like this one pixel perfect jump that you can make to go through a wall you know that was unintended and skip half the dungeon and that kind of stuff that's where like i'm like no that's not okay but this this is something that was known about so i i think if it if it is a known bug that is on the table for anybody to use that it's fair game yeah, but, that, that's see, but that's where I, I differ from you a little bit there because I don't think... Well, then it should have been fixed ahead of time. That's that's my point. Right, but I'm that doesn't mean... That means that if I'm prepping for an event like this, I really need to not only prep, you know, my skills and work with my party and all that stuff, but then I also need to be in, in, infinitely, uh, intimately familiar with the bugs that are in the game that I might be able to exploit. And I don't think that's a road you want to go down in prepping for something like this, Indy. I mean, I'm a huge fan of watching things like speedrunners and whatnot, not even in just like just any game. And what they do is they find like exploits and quote unquote bugs sometimes that help propel them. And I think that granted, it's probably not you know, if you saw something being exploited in the MDIs or, you know, even the Great Push, it's kind of like there's a line. At what point is it okay to consider somebody still eligible to win while using these interesting mechanics? But I still think it's entertainment for me to see somebody find something that like this, like the misdirect bug. I mean, they're not wall clipping. They're not, you know trying to break the game it's just something interesting it puts a twist on it it's it's not gonna i mean it might have affected their time oh it did also, oh it definitely did but, yeah, yeah but also you're taking a risk by using something like that you're taking a risk in a getting disqualified or b having it go wrong yeah and ultimately at- we're talking about one dungeon you know right out right. of a handful of dungeons that they need to run anyway but so my thing is like it puts I think it puts Blizz in a really awkward spot right now on this. 
Uh, because one, to your point, Zista, yeah, this has been a long-standing bug that should have been fixed a long time ago if you intended to do something about it or if you honestly believed it was a bug. Two, the second, because these things are monitored, right? I mean, they are the closely monitored by not just the commentators, but a whole production staff behind the scenes. The second mm -hmm. you see that strat start to go off, if you have a problem with it, you have to say it right then. Like you can't, you have to run, send somebody to the echo table right now <laughs> and tell them, stop this run. They need to start this dungeon over again and don't do that. They didn't. But like to, to add on to Indy's point too though, like you, you go and watch any speed run, like watch, go watch the Super Mario Brothers on NES, go watch those speed runs. You'll see people clipping through walls, hitting blocks yeah. and going down pipes and warping to places that you don't know. Like I know in, in uh, is it uh, right. 4-2 I think it is like you hit or you hit a block that normally spawns like a, a beanstalk that you're supposed to climb but if you hit it in the right way and go down a pipe at a certain amount of time yeah it warps you up there without climbing the beanstalk it's like no, and, these and, are exploits these are bugs right They're, that's but I part also, of speed running. I get the comparison that you two are making I do and I can appreciate it but that's also why that type of speed running comes in multiple categories including any percentage 100 yeah. percentage no glitch right. glitch you know absolutely this does not this is push your damn keys win 20 grand <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> that's it I don't know. The name is still terrible, though. The name is still yeah. awful. We it can was, all agree on that. Yes, it was very but, interesting but in to their, watch. In their in their terms of service for the the competition, did they say that you couldn't use bugs or exploits to to clear the dungeons? Was I, that in the, I the didn't rules? Know. I don't know. Echo had me on standby, but they didn't call me, so I didn't get to read the. Aww. Yeah, I know. There was a shot. There was a shot. Because that is a different story. If it's in the rule set that they've they've agreed to uh, beforehand, and then they go ahead and do this, then yeah, you know, I'm I'm on your side with this, Mike. But if yeah, not, Blizz, I, if that I think at the very least, clear, Blizz has to say something. Yeah, but I'm saying if that was not made clear when they signed up to do this, and like there was nothing stating that they couldn't, and congratulations, like you found something clever use of game mechanics. I'm, I'm not even upset. We got some 9.1 info. We now know a little more about how catch-up gear is going to work in the patch whenever the hell it comes out. So if you are an altaholic and you've got a lot of alts you want to gear up or you just stop playing for a while and you want to gear up your main and uh, save yourself a lot of grind, we're going to have basically two options, gang. One is go ahead and just play through Corthia, like the, week, the new zone, the weekly events, assaults, daily rewards. All that stuff. It's going to drop gear uh, for you, at like a level two hundred. The problem with that is that that is account bound or is a character bound. So you know you have to play it on your alt. So if you're running your alt in at like you know item level one fifty, that could be a problem. Uh, the other way though is account bound, not character bound, and actually gives you a use for any stygia you might be holding on to. Because for a thousand Stygia, you can buy an eye level 200 piece of gear that could then later be upgraded to 233, uh, and you could mail that to your alts. Now, it, it goes as an armament, and then when that character opens it, it's a random slot, so you can't like buy pants and send them to your, your alt. But it does give you a way of using some Stygia and funneling characters. I, I will. 
we I will caution you on the actual upgrading when we get to that in a Porsche in a moment here, because remember the new raid is going to drop uh, in the normal version at 226. These could be upgraded all the way to 233. You're going to need some friendly rep, which shouldn't be too hard to get. And so I do like that there's this little trade-off here for your alts, although none of the three of us, Indy, are really altaholics here. No, definitely not. But my main is a little farther behind uh, gear-wise. She's like 218 right now. So the thing that yeah, I don't no, like... No, I think you'll be fine there. I mean, if you're... My, my main's 217. Yeah, I think it's fine. It's not... I'm, I'm not... Listen, I have there's no there's no great push with my main. She's <laughs> I I basically eked out some mythic plus 15s and I'm happy with that. I don't need to be in the 20s. Uh I'm happy with where she's at. But if if I was looking next, to next to patch catch you her up. True. What's Maybe. that sister? I said next patch she'll, she'll have to eke out those 20s to get the the portals. True. Yeah. Or the Fun teleports. Stuff. Yeah, teleports. Fun stuff. Now you will be able to upgrade these two uh, all the way to 233. Now that's going to work through a different rep grind with the Archivist Codex. Basically, you're going to gather relic fragments from just doing stuff in the world, uh, world quests and things like that in the new zones. Uh, they're going to be open on day one, so there's no like time gating or anything like that. You'll turn the fragments in for catalog research because having one currency when you could have two is why. Uh, mm -hmm. So get your catalog researched. That, though, is used for a lot. That can be used to up upgrade the uh, Corthia gear. It could be used for zone upgrades, could make, which makes farming easier over time. So, you know, it's one of those almost anima-type systems, right, where the grind starts slow with these uh, fragments, but then or relic fragments, but then can pick up faster as you've been grinding them. But I will caution you both, if you haven't looked at this yet, you probably don't want to use that currency on your main to upgrade gear. I mean, you're going to get gear from the raid and, and all that stuff for your main. You probably want to save that currency for like the actual zone upgrades. But on your alts, yeah, go for it. You can take them all the way up to, to 233 if you want to. Zista, are you rolling anymore? Is it, or is it just Demon mm -hmm. Hunter or Bust? Demon Hunter bust. We're we're staying right there. Keystone Mastery, speak of the devil. Changing a little bit in season two. We all saw this coming, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. When we moved to the score-based mythics uh, or score-based Torghast and, and things like that. Uh, Keystone Mastery in season two is going to be based on the new scoring system not just pushing a certain level key. Remember, it's very much like Raider IO, kind of like what we're getting in, uh, in the ver actual version of the game now. <laughs> but if you think back to when we covered that being added on the show, that score is actually made up out of tyrannical and fortified runs, which basically means you're going to need about a 15 in all the dungeons in Tyrannical and Fortified, Indy. I avoid Fortified. Like, this sucks for me. It does. It sucks for me. 
because there's a couple instances where that's just a real pain in the ass for a healer. Well, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that do it the other way. They just they don't they don't do them on tyrannical week. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's all honestly it's all preference because you'll hear tanks and and people who run these groups all the time. I have friends who who literally just do carries and um they're they're like oh it's easy week and I'm like what are you talking about this is like <laughs> hell week. <laughs> so it's yeah it's all preference but for me I, I don't like i just i avoid certain weeks and with this it's kind of hard to avoid an affix if it's the primary one and you're you're you don't like doing it yeah i i don't like this one zista uh compared to the the season one where hey you know beat everyone on 10 or 15 or whatever uh mm-hmm. whatever achievement you're trying to get i don't like this one because i essentially have to do each one twice yeah um if there's no amount attached to it which I, i'm not sure because i didn't look that deep if it's just the the teleports because i think the teleports are at 20 um if, there, if there's nothing for the the mounts at 15 i'm not even gonna bother with it like I barely want to do the one that I have right right now to do. And it's only because I want the mount, you know? So do you they're just so? they're making it longer and drawn out and it's like something that I already want to do, you're making that more difficult for me to do. So I really don't want to do it even more. Like this is in comparison of like trying to get Mike to run Torgas. <laughs> Guilty is charged. Something else happened today, Andy. I don't what was it? Burning Crusade? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Burning Crusade. Welcome, everybody. It is June 1st. Burning Crusade Classic. Now live for all of you. If you've been participating in pre-patch, now we are patch. I, I guess that's the way that works. You go from pre-patch to patch. Burning Crusade now available. Indy, how are we doing so far? So here's what happened. Um, I <laughs> see now what had happened was. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. I made my Belf priest, and I got so like when I was trying to level my Belf priest in pre-patch. Every area in the starter zone was so heavily like camped, and it's classic Burning Crusade. So you can't share mobs with people of the same faction. You can't just finish your quest. You literally have to wait in line. And then there's people who cut the line. So I just got, I was like, you know what? I just don't, I'm not feeling this. Um, Oh, but back in your day, you loved this. Back in my day, it was lovely. But right now it's like, who's got time for that? So I decided, (laughs) (laughs) I decided that I would level the Belf Priest. Yes, but it's not going to be ready in time. And why bother taking my other priest? through the dark portal if that's not going to be my main i'm not going to like start leveling her so you so, you left your initial priest in vanilla classic the belf well, has moved burning to crusade. burning crusade classic oh yeah yeah that's what i meant she's in burning crusade she's just not leveled oh, enough gotcha. to go through the dark portal gotcha 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 i thought i'd have it done in time but you know me with procrastination and actually doing things Zista not going through the dark portal, as we could tell by the color in the background. Now, I know you mm-hmm. were like upset about the the mount in the collector set and, and all of that stuff, 
But I think we should delve into this a little more. What is your hang up with classic? Like, why has it not interested you in any way, shape, or form? Uh, first and foremost, it's the been there, done that of it all. Like, I I was there. I did it. I don't want to do it you again. You got the T-shirt I, while I, you were there. I, yeah, I I actually it's sitting in the closet. Um, but uh, no, like I I don't. I'd rather keep moving forward. I'm not somebody that like sits in and goes backwards you know like i i'm i am living in the moment i want to keep going forward i will look backward fondly on those memories because i i am very uh memory driven person but as, as you could tell like like if you've experienced anything you're like i used to love this as a kid or i've been to to this place when i was a kid and you go back and you're like why why did i like this like, it's it's not what it's cracked up to be. Man, I don't, don't, I don't enjoy don't any Don't ever of that. date and then break up with Zista because he just looks forward. He just he just looks forward. This relationship's over. I'm out. Yep. And I'll have you know that I enjoyed <laughs> Disney more as an adult. So, can't say that. Some of us like, you know, I am. nostalgia. But, but, but Disney is is constantly upgrading and, and evolving like you go back and if, if you were to go back and ride like <laughs> mr toad's wild ride or, or the snow white ride that was taken out you'd be like why is this still here okay you know, disney updates know. so they they do a good polished job of, of cleaning up all the the stuff that is outdated um that, not that's not a true. if disney was left the exact same way it was when you went as a kid you'd be bored as hell as an adult i went back as an adult on the figment ride in Epcot, which has not changed at all. And I loved every second of it. But it's just a figmentation of your imagination. Da, 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 um, da, 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 da. I uh, might be figment playing, was always my favorite. I might be, uh, might be playing burning crusade classic. Uh, I might've gotten sucked in a little bit. Uh, Did you? Are, are you playing with the guild? I know my, I know the guild's playing. Um, I am on the server, and it is Alliance side. Uh, what's uh, yeah. They have not invited me yet, but I haven't told anybody that rude. I'm on. So no, 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 it's not rude. I haven't told anybody rude. that I was on. I was I'm, hiding. I'm going to yell at Emmy right after hiding. the show. No, Emmy. No, I'm going to yell at Emmy right after hiding. the show. I was hiding. Yelling at her. I just want an excuse to yell at Emmy. Just let me have it. I, I'm probably only doing it so that I can send Havoc my brother's screenshots because that was like mm -hmm. when we started playing, right. and then he played. I mean, he was in like hardcore progression rating through Cataclysm and and Mists and Mists was kind of you know where it started to fall apart for for him and and his group and he hasn't played in years and years, so I, I don't know if I'm playing to enjoy it or if I'm playing just to send him screenshots and be like, look, it's Shadow Labs when it's still relevant, uh, <laughs> stuff like that. But we'll see. I have uh, rolled my human mage and the trek has begun. At level fifty-eight, because I wasn't starting at one. Fuck that noise. I'm I'm just upset that we're on an uh, RP server, uh, because I I may have been interested in rolling, you know, a horde character just to come camp Mike all the time. Oh, we are on an <laughs> RP server, and believe me, I do not wear pants. I do not wear wear pants ever, ever. You spend a lot of time in the the Goldshire Inn. That's if none of your business. Server. That's none of your. We'd business. have. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it, actually. 
like like I'm I'm 58, so I'm was just polishing off some stuff in like, old. in plague land yeah, in plague lands to be- to kind of get ready and you know I haven't gone through the portal at all today. Moon gotta pee. <laughs> Anytime I see that in writing, Goblin Moon Guard RP, I immediately think of Darnell uh, <laughs> singing the Twelve Days of Christmas. Oh, my oh God. yeah, that's the best. <laughs> if you missed Mike B, aka uh, Phony, guesting this past Saturday on Gaming Gumbo, by the way, uh, another show on this channel that is available on YouTube and on the site. It was a great show, a lot of fun. Always fun hanging out with Mike B. Uh, it's been far too long. And uh, you can see him make a diving save to keep a nude child off the stream. So <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Go check out the show. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to some other Blizzard info before we wrap it up. First off, uh, I'm sure everybody get your shocked and amazed faces on. Are they on? Good. What What do you got going on there, Indy? Damn. She's... She needs attention. She does need attention. She is upset that there is no BlizzCon this year. She really is. She's protesting right now. <laughs> I can see that. You're getting a we're getting a lovely view of a cornhole right there. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a BlizzCon next year. Heaven help us. Well, we're gonna get this kind of digital hybrid thing early next year. I mean, we kind of all called this, right? Like when yeah. we finished up digital BlizzCon in February, we kind of went. It doesn't really make sense to have one. Like if they, if Overwatch or Diablo was going to be right around the corner from a November BlizzCon, then I think you go ahead and do it, right? Mm-hmm. And you just have Diablo Four or Overwatch Two marquee the damn thing, and then it comes out in December or, or January. We all know that it's probably mid to late next year at the earliest for those titles. Now, based on everything we're hearing, based on more mm-hmm. departures, by the way. Um, so yeah, it doesn't. I, to me, it doesn't make sense to have one in November. Now, what you do with a digital event in February, March? I, I don't know, Indy. I, I, Blizz is in a really weird spot right now. Yeah. Well, they don't need the digital events. I mean, I don't think that they absolutely need it, and I don't really want another BlizzCon line because it's just not. There's there's something about. Even the BlizzCons that you don't go to physically, there's something about knowing that they're having it and then you're just kind of tuning into it. It makes it more exciting. I wasn't super into BlizzConline because, I don't know, I just, it wasn't the same. I did attend, I had the fortune of attending a BlizzCon in person 10 years ago. And uh, for me, it just, it's, it's about that. So until they can do that safely, I don't think there's any reason to have another BlizzCon line because A, like you said, there's nothing right around the corner and B, what, like, what, what, where would the content be for those of us who, who really enjoy tuning in for the in-person events, like the cosplay contests and the concerts? Yeah. And there's the argument, uh, Zista that, you know, they're, they could have been looking at this, right? Obviously there's still COVID restrictions and things like that to consider as far as doing a live Mm -hmm. event particularly when they're in California, when a lot of those restrictions aren't as lax as they are starting to become in, in other states, mostly due, of course, to you know, just sheer population uh, of California. And, you know, hey, you know, we're kind of running out of time to plan a live event, not knowing exactly what legally we might be allowed and might not be allowed to do, so let's just move it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, 
I, I saw this coming. It'll be interesting to see what they do in February. That's for sure. I mean, I think a digital event is fine. Like, uh, they don't have to like make it into the whole Blizzard or BlizzCon experience or anything like that. They they probably just have a couple little announcements that they want to show off. Probably, you know, like a Hearthstone expansion or you know uh, the next patch in WoW or something like that that they can do that are not huge that like just kind of need a little video and just something to get people hyped for and like event to get like. I know at any time the, the PlayStation does a state of play or Nintendo does a Nintendo Direct, but if I'm not interested in the main thing that they're showing off, I'm there to watch it. You know, like that that that's what I'm expecting out of this. So um I, I think it's a good alternative for what we have to deal with right now. I, I, I still just want to see a BlizzCon on the East Coast. Please. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. No, you're never getting that's that not one. <laughs> yeah, no, you're never getting that one. Uh, on the Diablo front, uh, Dom, let's get a quick check. Zista, where's that phone? Are we in Immortal yet? Did you want to install it? Um, I'm surprised Diablo you didn't immortal. have it ready. Nope, still still registered. Uh-huh. Registered, still not in it. Nope. Well, hey, at least you didn't get a cease and desist uh, from Blizzard. <laughs> I mean, I that, guess that helps. I mean, I'm also not, you know, exploiting things <laughs> d2r that offline and d2r modding uh were messing around with some mods and allowing players to play classes not officially available in the alpha for the diablo 2 resurrected uh version and even play the alpha offline and yeah it turns <sighs> out that's a security risk and while uh, Blizzard is totally fine with supporting the modding community in Diablo 2, which I think is important for them to do so, given how big of a community that was back in the day, and ironically still is, if if you go peek around. This, I uh, kind of feel like, yeah, you kind of had to know that this one was coming, Indy. It's a security issue, for God's sakes. You, you're given too much credit. <laughs> I I don't really have, like, honestly, on this subject, I don't, like, have a super strong opinion because it's Diablo and I'm not really Diablo player. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. The, the game doesn't matter. They were modding things to make classes available that you're not supposed to be able to have. Oh, and by the way, get you to be playing an alpha offline, which you're not even supposed to be playing, and you're surprised Blizzard responded with a cease and desist. These are security <laughs> threats. That's of course. Like, put on the shocked face again, please. You're always going to have people testing those limits. I guess. I, I guess. was one what? of them back in uh Wait, back what? before back in my day. There's a video <laughs> on my old YouTube channel. It was before I took the name Indy Corona, so like I'm not really worried about it, but we broke into Hygel before uh the Burning Crusade came out. <laughs> so, you were a rebel. You were a rebel. Yeah. I mean, I, I think up to Cataclysm, I was in almost every area in the game before it came out. I was in Encourage, walking through the tunnels of Encourage before that dungeon was released. Oh my god, yes, uh, that's right. Yeah, you had, like it was a mage exploit with a blink that you had to blink through the wall of like outside around the back of the like ocean side. Uh, and then you would just kind of drop in through one of the rooms and then you were able to explore through all there. That was before the gates were even open. This was... Oof, forever ago. Did but you yeah, like the Hygel too? 
Oh, I absolutely did. I, yeah. I have one. I have one with uh, my main tank. We used to go in there with like noggin fogger elixirs and fly <laughs> off the top of Hygel before you know it was open back in vanilla. But yeah, yeah. um, I don't know. Like the what? What exactly is the the security threat? You know, like when I hear security threat, I think of like people's information getting released. Like this is just mm -hmm. their, their their security threat is what like some of their their unreleased classes are, are available to the public is that the security issue like that that to me is not a security threat so i i don't know exactly what they're considering a security threat but um while i don't necessarily agree with the the mods that the like they should be available to to put out there and test it i just don't like the wording that is used in in it um uh i know i know modding community is still really strong for both I, I not just Diablo two, but for Diablo one, because I, I know there's a modding group out there that have restored uh, NPCs and old quests that didn't even exist back in the original Diablo with uh, uh, like a, one of the priests that was in the game files that uh, still had audio files, but had no other data files. And they actually created a sprite and threw, threw them back in the game and reinstated some of the quests just to do that. Those are, those are mods you can still download right now to, to go do that are still being actively worked on for Diablo 1. So the fact that Diablo 2 is being modded is not even a surprise to me. Um, I'm just, just a little shocked that uh, they're calling it a security threat over here to have some unreleased material. Well, early, I but, mean, you are modding know. things in the... Like, in the files to be able to play it offline when that is clearly yeah. not the intent. It's not just opening up well, yeah, hey, that character the, class is data in the in the packet. I'm making it visible when Blizz actually meant for it to be invisible for right now. But right. modding the game to be able to play it offline, I think, is a totally different can of worms when you talk about this stuff. Well, it's no, not see, I'm agreeing with you on way. that. I just don't think yeah. security threat is the right word for it. That's that's all. I I, I feel like there's it should be called something else like security i feel like is like your own personal data is being you know taken or, or somebody's at harm or at risk or i don't think that's the case here i think it's just you're exploiting things that are not intended and they're not happy about it but i don't think that's what a security well you get the is. old c and d anyway the old <laughs> cease yeah. and desist. oh absolutely i'm like i'm the not old, even surprised in the slightest the old c and d Move, got a pee. Um, <laughs> Damn it, Darnell. <laughs> yo, 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 it's your boy Darnell. Um, <laughs> hey, girl, flower. Uh, <laughs> just a slap, boom. Um, <laughs> go watch Blaze Blues if you don't know what we're talking about. I still go back and watch those. Um, <laughs> Let me ask you, I, okay, Indy, I know you're not like a Diablo girl and everything. That's fine. Uh, you don't have to know anything about the game for, for what I'm going to ask here. I saw Game Rant post something about Diablo 4. And I think all three of us would agree that Blizz kind of has to hit a home run with this. They kind of have to hit back-to-back -back home runs with Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2. They're in a weird spot right now. They have a huge gap. We talked about their turnover. We've talked about employee feelings uh, that were expressed in the IGN article. And I mean, they don't need to be grand slam, super mega awesome, 
you know, record-breaking hits. I don't think they have to go that far, but they do have to do well. They do have to appease customers and 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 come out in a very strong way. So let's say home run, but maybe it doesn't have to be a grand slam. Okay. Yes, uh, I would have agreed with that sentiment, but I think Game Rant took it another step further, and I don't I haven't decided yet if I agree with them or not. Now, this was specifically to Diablo 4, but I guess you can kind of wrap the, the question around Overwatch 2 as well, uh, kind of saying, hey, you know what? Diablo 4 has to revitalize the ARPG, ARPG genre. Um, and they kind of make the comparison that when Diablo 3 came out, very well received, Endgame was kind of shallow uh, for a lot of people's expectations, but there was no denying that Diablo 3 was the king of the hill when it came out. Fast forward to now, that's not necessarily the case anymore. Not even close. Right, where you've got, where you now live in a world where there's Path of Exile, Path of Exile 2 is coming around the corner, you have uh, the Torchlight series. Uh, let's mm -hmm. set three aside because that's kind of lukewarm, but one and two. I mean, you have a, an ARPG, ARPG genre now that Diablo is not going to just enter it being the de facto number one because they're the biggest and, and they're the latest entry in it. They're now, yeah, Kegels is, is pointing out Path of Exile doing just fine. They're saying, their opinion is more of like, hey, if Diablo 4 just tries to carry forward and doesn't really learn from the mistakes of Diablo 3 or even the mistakes of Path of Exile, knowing that Blizzard has uh, friends at Grinding Gear Games and they talk and things, if they don't learn from those mistakes and they just spit out another ARPG right along those lines with the same pitfalls, they're going to be in, in real trouble here. And this is a difficult balancing act for Blizzard to try and pull off with Diablo 4. Do you... Do you necessarily agree with the the assertion there, Zista? Um, it, this genre is definitely it. It needs something. It needs a breath of, uh, of new life because, at least for me, I'm I'm not too interested in the game. I played through it once. Right. I love the story. I love all, all of that. You're talking about for three. PVE. Yeah. Well, for this entire genre. Um, is like I'll I'll play through the game for for the story yeah for Diablo three Diablo whatever the Diablo story in general oh, play so through the game once Path of Exile then having to do all the I've acts every it. season yeah no I, I've I've played them all but it's even like Diablo three like I I've gone back I've done one season of Diablo three I I don't remember which one it was um at least a year or two ago um and it was like okay I had a little bit of fun like doing it but I also hadn't played the game since it had come out at that time. Um, so I was like, okay, but like, I can't, I can't repeat it over and over again. I know this is funny sounding like coming from somebody that, that is raiding and wow, running the same dungeons over and over in the raids over and over again. But like, for me, I get distracted by that because it's about the people that I'm playing with. And it's like the, uh, the, the conversations and the dialogue that we have that is new and unique every time. And that's what keeps me going the same way that I could watch a let's play of somebody playing through a game and then another person or, or duo doing another let's play. It's because the dialogue or the banter every single time is different that it's not, I'm focused on the game, but I'm more involved in the conversation that's happening. But me playing these games, it's the same thing over and over again. I get bored really, really quickly. 
and I don't want to play him. Um, yeah, a game it, ran- it needs something new, and I don't I don't have the answer for that. Well, but then, it's then maybe you agree because this is the way they summed it up. Yeah, uh, over at Game Rant, and credit where due. Author for this one was uh, Jeffrey Yu. Uh, Jeffrey summed it up with with this. Either way, Diablo 4 has to make some fundamental changes to the Diablo formula if it wants to retain a sizable player base through its lifespan. With more ARPGs being released and sequels like Path of Exile 2 in development, it's imperative that Diablo 2 manages to alleviate some of the issues within the genre. Diablo has essentially been the pioneering franchise in the looter ARPG genre, and the success of Diablo 4 could easily inspire other developers to evolve their games as well. More than anything, Diablo 4 needs to revitalize the ARPG genre in a way that promotes build viability, accessibility, and continued evolution. It should look to take the best aspects of the genre and turn them into an experience that's open to newcomers and veterans alike. Of course, it's extremely difficult to perfectly balance the loot-driven design against inevitable grinding, but placing more emphasis on build diversity and viability will go a long way in encouraging replayability in Diablo 4. Sounds like you're right in line with that, Zista. Yeah. Yeah. I- I'm hoping, like, I-, I enjoy the Diablo series. But like I said, I played through it once. Typically don't go back. I may play it again one time. I can tell you, Diablo 1, I've probably played through that game six or seven times. But they've been years and years apart. Diablo 2, I've probably played maybe four times. Diablo 3, I've played exactly twice. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Overwatch, here we go. Let's, uh, let's finish up today, gang. In Overwatch news... Popular streamer and Florida Mayhem member Samito has been cut by the team. The Florida Mayhem tweeting out, effective immediately, Samito will no longer be affiliated with the Florida Mayhem. The comments made by Samito on his most recent stream are unacceptable and in no way represent the values of the Florida Mayhem. Florida Mayhem will be making a donation to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline a suicide prevention network of over 160 crisis centers across the United States that provide 24-7 service to those in need via their hotline, phone number on the tweet, um, 1-800-273-8255. There is always someone at the end of the phone line, and it's important to know there is support if you need it. You might be asking, why? Well, apparently, uh, last week, May 26th, Samito was doing his stream, doing his angry rants, kind of what he's known for on that front. I uh, was telling one of his viewers to go be brain dead somewhere else. And at the end of this, you know, tirade uh, towards this viewer, uh, closed it off with, no one loves you, go kill yourself. Now, that portion of the stream was clipped and then put on, you know, Reddit and some other places didn't take long for for Florida Mayhem to get a hold of that or see that clip, and they pretty much cut ties immediately. Uh, Since then, Samito has put out about a seven-minute YouTube video. Uh, If you want to check that out, that is on Samito's channel. I'm not going to roll it as B-roll here. 
simply because it's just footage of him sitting there and you know I'm not gonna play the audio while we talk, so there's no real point in showing you the video, but check it out on Samito's page if you want. Where he does, I mean, I guess you could say to his credit a little bit, immediately start off with, hey, I have no bad feelings towards the Florida mayhem for cutting me. Um, so that takes that out of this equation. You know, I'm responsible for what I did. That's fine. Uh, we'll circle back to that I'm responsible for what I did in a second. Because although this video started off well, I don't know if it continued to stay well as you go through it. Uh, chat reacting, yeah. I don't I don't think anybody in the world is going to blame Florida Mayhem at this point. Like, you kind of have to cut ties at that point. What happens in the apology video, though, is where things I get a little weird for me. Indy, I know you have some uh, pretty powerful thoughts on this world, too. Oh, people will still... Yeah, Jason, you're right. People will blame Mayhem, but, you know, they're running a business. That's not a good mm -hmm. look. You got to go. I mean, that's kind of the end of the Florida mayhem portion of this story for me. Yeah, you're right, though. Some people blame him anyway. The The apology gets a little weird uh, because at first, Indy, it does start off with things that you would expect somebody in that situation to say. I'm not mad at the team. I did this. I understand why they cut me. I love you, team. Go, team. Go do your thing. You don't have to worry about me being mad or anything like that. Okay, cool. Thumbs up, right? Uh, look, I said some stupid things. I bear the responsibility for that stuff when I say stupid things. Yeah, it's part of my persona, this, you know, angry streamer, the vents and stuff, but I took it too far. That's on me. Okay, I'm with you during this apology video so far. But then it gets That's a little about, weird. It's about as long as it lasts. Yeah, like because then seconds. it gets a little weird, right? It, it's like all this, I'm taking responsibility, I'm taking responsibility, and then all of a sudden becomes focused on the clip. Yeah. The person that clipped this it's all did, their fault. did not do the entire clip. They ended the clip right after I said, nobody loves you, go kill yourself, end of clip. And if you do watch the stream, what happens is he says that and then immediately, like you ever say something, not this far, oh, yeah. but... You ever say something and as you're in the process of saying it, you're like, I should not be fucking saying this. Like as yeah. you're in the middle of the sentence, you can almost see that happen on the original stream where he mm -hmm. says, nobody loves you. Go kill yourself. Oh my God. Why did I just say that? I'm sorry. Like he does launch right into an apology yeah. and I went too instantaneous. far. It's instantaneous. There is no pause. He blames it on having somebody told it to him in Call of Duty the other day, so the 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 line happened like to be in his seated. head. Yeah. yeah, so it happened to be in his head as the snappy comeback. That doesn't make any of this okay. All I'm doing no. is letting you know that if you watch the full stream, he makes the comment and then immediately, like halfway through, you could tell he's like, oh shit, I, I am sorry. I should not have said that. I've helped people that have been in that situation. That is wrong. Blah, 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 blah. What's weird, though, is that the apology video uh, by why he's with the man takes all this responsibility and then immediately negates that by saying this person that clipped this did not take the clip far enough to realize that I apologized immediately. I realized immediately what I was did was wrong. And therefore, they're presenting me 
in a less than favorable light by taking things out of context, not putting the whole story. I don't care if you judge me, but I want you to judge me on the whole story. And that's why I'm not with the Florida mayhem anymore. And it's their fault and I'm pursuing legal action. Indy, I know you're dying to to talk here, so I'll I'll go to you first. <laughs> this entire video is nothing but gaslighting. If you're going to apologize for saying something completely and utterly screwed up on a stream, which we as streamers need to be held accountable for what we say on our streams to our communities. So that's first and foremost. You should have just left it at that was really messed up. I'm sorry, I take accountability. But no, he goes on to try to make excuses for why he said what he said and just gaslighting the entire time. Hey, I've helped people who've wanted to kill themselves. Listen, man, that you don't even go there. Don't add insult to injury and say that you've saved people who've been suicidal because you probably don't know anything about it. And secondly, he went on to say he heard somebody else say it in CSGO. So it was like fresh in his mind. I've heard people say some really awful things too, but you don't see me repeating them on my stream because I'm not a salty, toxic person. You have to be responsible for who you are for this persona that you put out there. You have little kids looking up to you. If you're gonna behave that way, at least take ownership of it and say, this is who I am, this is what I did. And yeah, it went a little too far, but leave it at that. Instead, he's going on to say that whoever clipped it is a troll who he's going to sue. Good luck with that, by the way. Um, if, you, if you are accepting accountability, you don't go and sue somebody and say that their clip is the reason that you got let go from, uh, from any organization. Like, you can't, you can't do that. The words came out of your mouth, not the troll's mouth. Yes, if you clip something cleverly, it can appear one-sided, but those words still came out of your mouth. So like, stop blowing smoke up the internet's ass on this one. Like take responsibility yeah. or don't. And I thought this whole video was absolute bullshit. If, I mean, uh, and I don't see, get- I, I, don't, I don't go with you initially. I think like the first, I, I think, first off, you should never have put yourself in a position to have to make this type of video. Let's just get that out of the way first, you know? Um, it should not have been said under any circumstances, joking or otherwise. There are things that I said as a teenage boy, talking to my teenage boy friends, making fun of each other in the 90s that I would not say today to mm -hmm. people my age who grew up in that era and who would totally know that I was joking and that we were, I just don't say them anymore. You know, I've learned, yeah. I've evolved. Right, yeah. I'm not entirely on board with how far cancer uh, cancel culture is taken uh, in 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 our society either. I think there are instances where it is taken too far or engaged for minor offenses, and I do believe people should be given the opportunity to learn the way I have <laughs> when I was a teenager versus today. That said, this was a horrible thing to say. And if you needed to make an apology, fine. Go ahead and make your apology. And I, watching the original streams, is to honestly believe that in the initial gut reaction moment, he had an, oh shit, I can't believe I said that. Mm -hmm. That was wrong. Mea copa. In the, in, yeah. in, in the moment. 
I don't think that stream, uh, that said, I don't think if Mayhem sees the entire clip, I don't think they keep him. I think they still get rid of him. <laughs> so <Absolutely. laughs> that doesn't matter. But I think in that moment, there was, oh my God, I, what, what am I doing? I shouldn't have said that. Fast right. forward to the making of the YouTube video. And I think you're fine for the first couple of minutes. Hey, just want to respond. Florida Mayhem just cut me. I want my viewers to know why. This was totally my fault, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I thought things were off to a good start in that indie. I didn't think the entire video was crap until we got to about that midway point and it started becoming, they have defamed me by clipping it in this certain way and I'm going after them. And then literally says, they're why I'm not with the Mayhem anymore. Two and a half minutes after saying, I'm not with Mayhem anymore because I did something stupid and I take responsibility for that. The tone yeah, it, in that, it, it, that video is what shifted uh, immensely for me, Zista. Yeah, I think part of it too, and because like we're, we're outsiders on this situation. We're looking in. We don't know everything that's gone on. Obviously, we have what was said, and we all know that that was wrong, including him, right? It seems like just based on this video, because I'm not well-versed with him and everything ahead of it, like, prior to this. Um, if you don't know, he, he is has a somebody, very Dr. Disrespect type personality. Kind of. Yeah. Where that yeah. character... No, I, I got that for sure. Yeah, yeah. But but he has somebody in his, his Reddit community or whatever that he said that has done this on multiple occasions, clip things to make other things appear like they are not. I'm not trying to stick up for this guy by any means, but if that is entirely the case, if if there is somebody that has purposely been going around and taking little segments of things out of context, that gets really frustrating after a while. So I think part of this may have been he is genuinely sorry. He he knows what he said should not have been said. He's frustrated at somebody who's continually been at him to make him look worse than he is in prior situations and just because it was clipped in a way that didn't include his apology he's even more upset right now so i i could get that and i can even slightly under like understand and respect it like slightly oh, but um... i do not agree that it is this person's fault that he is he is banned from mayhem at all and i do not condone what he said in the slightest but i can understand his frustration that does not make it right and that does not mean he has any rights to sue the person i, th I think that is absurd but I, I i kind of get his mentality where he was trying to go it just was not executed properly take it from somebody who's dated sociopaths the behavior is typical he did something wrong He's throwing it out there as an apology, trying to make himself look like the victim. And then he's backpedaling by saying, I was once suicidal. I help people not commit suicide. And like, he's he's throwing all these things at you that are completely detracting from the point that that should be the apology. The clip, the original Twitch clip, isn't even what bothered me. Yeah, the original Twitch Lord, clip itself, if that. you do see the entire clip, which he mm -hmm. also shows in this video, by the way. Uh, if you do see the Twitch clip, I don't think we're talking about this unless there's the no. follow-up video. Because this video pissed me off. Yeah, watching the Twitch clip, I totally thought his apology was sincere. Like, not only did he realize, oh my God, I did something wrong, I got to apologize. But I, I, think, I think in the eyes, you can almost see this, wow, that was 
not just wrong, and I need to take that back because I'm in a public forum, but there was instant <laughs> regret on, I just shouldn't yeah. have said that. Like, even yeah. if I wasn't a public forum or not, I shouldn't have said that. I think that was fine. It was the YouTube video after that yeah. kind of went bizarro for me, Andy. Oh, it absolutely did. And and like I said, it, it seems like it's one person that's gotten under his skin that kind of, he's, he's lashing out and like focusing where it should not be. He's focusing on this one person instead of what the video was supposed to be about. And that's that's the direction it took that, I, that's a, a bit wrong. I get know? what you're saying, Zista. Yeah. I think if that's the case, that needs to be a separate video or not a video at Absolutely. all. Absolutely. Or that, not a that's video That's what I mean. Like it wasn't, wasn't worded or executed properly. I understand where I, th at least I think, where he was trying to go with it. Yeah. It was just not done well in this in, at all. That video should have ended about a minute and a half in, I think. <laughs> just, mm -hmm. just been like, hey, here's why I'm not with the team. My own yeah. fault. Team, love you. Go have a great season. Later. But he, but he cancels everything he says in the beginning of the video with all the smoke he blows the, the entire duration. So mm -hmm. that's what got me. Like it's like you're you're insulting. You're adding insult to injury. Yeah, I'll not a good down. look. And I mean, I, Florida Mayhem had no no choice, no choice, no choice. I mean, even if they saw the clip in its entirety, no choice. You gotta. Yeah, you gotta absolutely. Um, last up. Mr. Zista, you uh, you playing any of the the Hearthstone this week when the mini expansion comes out? Um, see, I don't I don't play too much constructed anymore. I'm kind of like locked into the battlegrounds, but I'm I'm still gonna buy this. <laughs> of still course, get you it. Are. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not gonna spend <laughs> real money on it. I like I I have the option to use in-game currency, and I have a lot saved up, so I will be buying it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let us know what you think of the stuff that you don't play next week that's mm -hmm. just a little reminder for everybody else if you're playing hearthstone you do have the mini expansion for the uh, barons coming out uh this week whaling caverns check it out i mean i i, I do play five wins every week so I, any extra cards help me you know like so yeah you're gonna have but, to play it a little it's, bit it's, a you little just have, bit. yeah, yeah. I, I i gotta get the five wins every month to get my card back that, that's Bear the man. only time i play constructed let's slide over and do lore or lies This is our final segment of every show where we give you three statements, one of which has a falsehood, the other two are the stone cold truth. We've been following the lore and the main story for Shadowlands 9.0 since its launch. We're working our way through it as spoilerish free as we can with the help of our resident lore master, Lil Missy. You can follow her right there on Twitter. That's at Lil, L-I-L-M-I-S-S-Y 4205. Thank you to her every week for volunteering and giving us some lore or lies. Now, last week, the lie was in the first statement, the one that I gave you. It was actually Secular Mevix who recognized that the blade was forged by the Primus and put his trust in the player, believing the Maw Walker could turn the tide of the war on Maldraxxus. So here we go. I was hoping it was going to be Jason's statement. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. Uh, so here we go. I'll give you a statement. Zista will give you one. India will give you one. One's a lie. In the comments on YouTube or on readycheckradio.com, R-A-I-D-E-O.com. Let us know which one has the lie and what the lie is. What special surprise does Plague Divisor Marilith have for players? Why, their very own slime. 
Not only are they his favorite creation, but they're extremely helpful when the Maw Walker needs to find lost laboratory equipment. And there's necromancer Corum the Cunning, who's after the slimes and must be removed. But as Corum takes his last breath, he says the damage has already been done. Before players start the task set by Merilith, they discover his journal on the table behind him. Uh, but it's missing pages that are scattered at the entrance area for the House of Plagues. Uh, finding the pages, they learn more about the hall of uh, about the fall of the house and how Merilith came to be the way he is now. Players discover that both Merilith and Margrave Stradama were suspicious of civil war in the Primus's absence, but without Anima, their power has stagnated. The House of Constructs offered Anima, but it could be a trap. Since there's no proof, Merilith has a new potion as a last resort to protect the uh, protect his Margrave. But the house falls before he could create it. One of those statements has a lie in it. Could be big, could be small. It's your job to find it and let us know what it is. If you're hanging out with us in chat, don't go anywhere right after this show. We've got a streamer coming online. Mr. Jason Winter, how are you, sir? I'm doing okay, but just think of something calm and resting tonight. Calm, calm, Ooh, and, and chill. What are you, you just playing some lo-fi music and chilling chill. with chat? Is that what's going yeah. on? Exactly what it could be. Just nice, calm, and chill. Something, no stress whatsoever. League of Legends. Oh! Yeah. No, 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 I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm, kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm actually going to play a Euro Truck Simulator 2. Oh, well, I mean, that can be calm that. and relaxing if you, yeah, as just, long as you're doing things right. As long as you're the doing man in the highway and his cargo. <laughs> it's hopefully cargo. not too fragile. What the hell made you want to play this all of a sudden? Because I wanted something calm and chill. I just <laughs> at, you know what else I wanted to play? And I looked at my Steam library and I'm like, I haven't played that for a while. March 17th, 2020, it says the last time I played. So, Well, I mean, you missed the one-year anniversary a little bit by, by a few months, but that's all right. Yeah. You could play it. You could play it. Chat, Jason will be live right after the show, so hang tight. We go dark for about 15, 20 seconds to relabel everything, and he'll be live. We'll be back, of course, next week with another episode of Snowbound, Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, The Relic Grind Thursday at 7 p.m., and Gaming Gumbo with Mr. Jason Winter on Saturdays at 7 p.m. Until then, Indy, where can everybody find you? You guys can find me on Twitch at Indy Garona and also... Same name, all social medias, YouTube, Insta, Twitter. You guys can come stalk me at Indie Corona. See you there. Zista. Uh, you can find me down below at itzista on Twitter and just Zista, X-I-Z-T-A, on, on Twitch. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there at Magic Man 1, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio so we can tweet at you every time we go live with one of our three podcasts or anytime one of our volunteer streamers, who I love immensely, goes live to play games. Until next time, gang, stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. Later! Remember in pre-show when we were talking about the Super Mario Brothers movie? I just saw that they've they've made an extended